You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Super excited. Bing is for doing, and we are doing episode, season two, episode eight of HBO's Girls. I'm Miriam Gonzalez, and here joining me is my roundtable crew to my right. It's Thomas. What's going on, people? Yo, 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 across from me. It's Spicy Marty, keeping it sizzling in here. (laughs) I'm just Andrew. I don't have a fancy intro. (laughs) It's hard to follow that, I I would say. You know, it it really is, but we're so happy to have Andrew here guesting today. Kelly's out. We totally miss you, girl. Um, But tonight's episode, whoa, 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 it's back. And it started with so many different things, and there's, it's, let's just say, these characters are going through some stuff. And Adam, we'll start with Adam tonight, is one of them who... He wakes up, he is totally depressed, he's laying in bed, it's obvious he hasn't gotten up to refill his milk for <laughs> quite some time, <laughs> that he goes to take a drink and realizes it's probably curded or old or warm ugh, or gross ugh. or been out for three days. Or and, not milk. And he spits it out. <laughs> and he's going through this depression. I mean, he's, he's lost Hannah, he had the cops called on him a few episodes back. He's trying to reach out to Hannah. He calls her. She doesn't answer. So he finds himself at an AA meeting tonight. And, you know, of course, I I thought it was hilarious. The guy's only concern is bringing (laughs) the cookies. And Adam just takes the initiative to, you go to AA for a reason, to spill your guts, not to talk about cookies. And he just takes the initiative to say, hi, my name is Adam. I'm an alcoholic. And here's my story. And then he starts going into what's going on with him and the fact that Hannah has... You know, he had this girl who was just a booty call, and she... We didn't like her. Yeah, he didn't like her. She was just a piece of ass. And she started to come around more, and he kind of liked it. And then what did he say? He's like, he started to teach her stuff. Yeah, she's a... Adam realized he always wanted to show someone different things in life or teach him things like you had mentioned. And then he realized this may be it, but he's not 100% sure. And now, like, and then she dumped him. She called the cops on him. And now he's, he doesn't know what to do. Like, like- and, and, he, and, he, and he's feeling, di- he realized he was an alcoholic, I think when he was 18, was that? 17. 17. When he was 17, before yeah. 18. And he None wanted of- to fix the problem before it got worse at 17. <laughs> and now he's feeling weak again. And that's why he was there. And it stopped and it got kind of awkward. And everyone just kind of stared. And- no, but you know what? Because they're, they're all in that room because they can relate to one another in one way. And my fa- my favorite part is when he started saying the things that he taught her to do, like you know where um, Central Park starts and how to use soap. Soap. <laughs> A pot yeah. of soap. I mean, we all kind of wondered about that with the cupcakes in the bathtub. I have had to teach someone how to use shower gel and loofah before. What? Well, that's shower different. That's different. That's that's a little bit of an art. <laughs> so you just. 
gel up. Squirt and go. Yeah. No, but I had to conform them from bar soap, which is less sanitary to shower gel and loofah. Which actually statistically not true. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. <laughs> it's so, soap. It constantly cleans itself. And then, and then on, on and on and up. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome so, to the soap podcast. Right. I'm your soapbox. So anyhow, the, the thing is, is that um, Hannah goes, I mean, Adam goes and he winds up meeting in this meeting, uh, what was her name? Cloris, mm-hmm. who Cloris. was played by Carol Kane. Who, by the way, I, I don't know if anybody here has seen the movie Eight Crazy Nights, but she sounds exactly like the old lady from that, and it was just bugging me the entire time. Really? Is it like this old, perfect Jewish lady. <laughs> it made me so happy on a deep level. Well, and she was so... Cloris was, like, really aggressive when she walked up to Adam after the meeting. They're in the hallway standing there. And, you know, she tells Adam, how did she, she compliment him? She's like, wow, you're really refreshing. You're very handsome. She liked his brashness, the his, fact that he was just go. out That he was honest. He was mm-hmm. honest about who he was, his situation, and he wasn't afraid to say anything about it. So she felt very compelled to go up to him. And I like, what did she say? Uh, you're 6'3", that's a respectable height. <laughs> and then he's like, I enjoy it. I enjoy being this tall. She's like, great, are you single? And he's like, uh, I, I I guess would you want to meet my daughter? You know, she's always working. She never has time. She doesn't like dating. You seem like a great guy for her. Well, she doesn't even, Cloris doesn't even want to really set her daughter up. I mean, who, what mother in her right mind wants mm-hmm. to? That's my baby. You shouldn't be dating. Mm-hmm. Let alone with an alcoholic, though. Mind you, you're hooking your daughter up with someone who's at your AA meeting. But, but she's also well, an alcoholic, yeah, so, so I mean, she's, she's not judging. Yeah, she's an alcoholic, but she, <laughs> he's also admitted he's got to be in his early 20s that he's been sober a really long time. And instead of, you know, he's not the guy that relapses. He's the guy that goes and says, you know what? All right, before I relapse or before I make myself crazy, let me go take care of me. So he showed that he's responsible in that way. Mm-hmm. And so he went, she was attracted to that, which made it easy for her to say, you know what, let me set you up with my daughter. Well, One, if you go out, I can trust you won't drink and drive. Oh, very true. Well, and on a side note, I mean, it sounds dumb, but the cookies, like he even said, he's like, fine, I'll bring the cookies. No one else is stepping up. <laughs> I know that sounds dumb, but if you think about it, like it shows that. Initiative. Yeah, it shows initiative and it shows like he's a giving person. Like he'll reach out to like fix a problem, yeah. which. You know, it could be endearing to a parent. I could see that. Absolutely. I thought, though, like, it, I thought she was going to hit on him, actually, is what I kind of thought it was. I thought she was going to. I was shocked when she had mentioned her daughter. Oh, no, no, no. She, she was, was eyeballing him a lot. She was too awkward. But I, I like how, you know, he went and got home, which finally, with all the weeks that he's been building, God knows what, we see it's a, some sort of ladder. Yeah, that apartment apartment is ratchet. Yeah. It's ratchet. That is a ratchet apartment. <laughs> His apartment looks like a saw a warehouse from the movie Saw. Like, right. it's the, like he's heading that way. The I thing think. that he built, I mean, he said in the last season that he wanted to build a boat. It seems like it's starting to come together. And, and while he's climbing his ladder type boat made out of wood, <laughs> he goes and takes the initiative and calls Natalia. Now, the phone call didn't go as planned. Now, have you guys ever called anyone and that phone call not go as planned? Like when you're reaching out for a date or maybe it's just a guy thing when we do that? No, I, it, I think it happens. To, well, as a girl, I'm a very forward chick. So I've made the phone call. You get nervous. You start stumbling over your words. You say things. You're like, why did I say that? Which is funny because he says, um, you know, I, I'm the tall guy. You'll see who I am. I hear you have nice teeth. And <laughs> I'll, I'll be staring, staring at, at you. Yeah. Like a creep. Yeah. <laughs> like he knows he's creepy and he admits it. And of course, he's beating himself up afterwards for admitting it. He's yeah. like, why did I say that in his own little quirky way? It's interesting to hear him also, like him be that introspective. Like we all, uh, I mean, I- I've made the joke in the past that it's like he is a serial killer. I made it like five seconds ago. <laughs> but it's just interesting that even he's just like, wow, that makes me sound like a serial killer. I'm going to be looking at your teeth. That's creepy. <laughs> so it's interesting to see this character who seems to have no like, 
processing sometime of how weird he is, right. be like, oh, that was weird. And a good example of that is when he was in the restaurant, and it was funny when you said during the viewing that, you know, he goes and he takes the napkin with his teeth and he swings it like a boat, which I thought was really endearing. I love that about what him. what he wants to do. He's no. raw. He's very raw. Yeah, he just does whatever he's thinking. But the thing with the phone call, which I think is really adorable, is that he reached out and it was also showing Adam's uh, point of vulnerability right now because before this was a guy who wasn't returning phone calls, who was only having booty calls, who didn't have any emotions or feelings. Now he's being set up, mind you, on a blind date and he's taking the initiative and trying to reach out. He's like yearning for companionship. Well, because he's reached out and showed his emotions and hand stepped on him and right. no one and no one wants to, people try to help him but they're not helping him the way he needs to be helped right. and so that's why. What did you think of the date when Natalia walked in? I thought she was I, stunning. I love their re- both of their reactions. He was like, "Holy shit!" And she's right. like, "I love my mom." Right. Like, and that was so cute. They, it was the honesty. They were honestly attracted to each other at you know at first glance. I wouldn't say love at first sight, but at first glance, they were attracted to one another. And they portrayed that first um, blind date to a T. The awkwardness. But they, I, I like the fact that they broke the silence of it. They're like, you know what? We hate first dates. They're always awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, you're forced to talk to somebody that you don't really know. <laughs> to act like casual with someone who you've never met, who right. in that case, literally, they were set up by this girl's mother and neither of them <laughs> had any clue. And yeah, it is interesting that it became that casual about the element of not being casual. Mm-hmm. Well, you, it I becomes so like awkward that yeah. you have no choice but to address the elephant mm-hmm. in right. the room. And so for him to just say, mm-hmm. you know what, here I am, I'm sweating bullets. I liked that. I liked the honesty. Not every situation has that type of honesty to it. Well, and she liked that. I mean, he even made the joke. He's like, I've had to pee the last 30 minutes. And she had the bedroom eyes. Like, that's what I, would, that's what I mentioned to you, Spicy. <laughs> like, the bedroom I, I, I'm not, we don't have enough, but like, to get into that. Thomas, but. give me bedroom eyes now. <laughs> so Thomas showed me the bedroom right, eyes I'm, are like I'm, a little like glance up and it's down. It's just like, like a very like I'm undressing in. you with my eyes. Well, the, I I'd think like that there was undress me pretty much. There was a lot of <laughs> interaction between the two of them mm-hmm. that was very attractive for that to happen. The fact that she said she worked for uh, a PI and that she gets to be the decoy sometimes, which is kind of messed up because that means that she, the, her guy that she works for is setting the client's <laughs> husbands up. But he was really, he dug that. He was like, wow, that's really hot. And so their interaction became very, it was a good foreplay of conversation between the two of them for them to get to that point. And so I really, really liked um that they they made it easy to talk to, they were easy. They talked mm-hmm. to each other easily, and that was nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was awesome, Mike. I I really hope the relationship gets to progress. I really hope the next episode we get to see more about it. I in in the uh, in the oh god, I'm, I'm like blanking right now. In the you in the restaurant or no 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 at the end oh. of the show oh. <laughs> when they, the, in the previews. The preview. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it, yeah. <laughs> In the previews, they show that there's an interaction between them where they possibly could be doing the damn thing. Well, it looked, I mean, those bedroom eyes, look, she was undressing him. I mean, she loved everything about him. And she he says loved in everything the next episode, her. she's going to sleep with him. She wants to sleep with him. What, what, you know see, what, I didn't get to see the previews. The previews are good. Oh, man. <laughs> this, yeah, I mean, and then you contrast that to, like, Marnie and Charlie and how theirs is, like, kind of fizzled. And, you know, Shoshana and Ray were hanging out with Marnie. 
And, you know, they, Shoshana just, you know, she tends to have diarrhea of the mouth. She doesn't think. And she just spills, like, you know, Charlie's doing very well. He's, he's reached, you know, he sold, he sold this and that. He's made a lot of money. And she's like, and Marty's like, oh, I shouldn't have dumped him. It's the moment <laughs> like, where you find out that your ex is doing really, really well. Better than you And are. you yeah. didn't expect it to. And, mm. you know, she finds out that he created this iPhone or, or, or smartphone app. application, app. Yeah. which we find out she is the reason why he <laughs> created which, it. By the way, uh, smart. that is a great app. I, I have at least a couple friends on the top of my head right now who I think you could use the crap out of that. Because, oh, like, if it's financially screwing you, if you call your ex or somebody who's abusive in your life, that would just motivate them so well. So, please, someone get on this. <laughs> it probably exists It already. probably is a real app. Uh, no, it's super smart. And then what did you think? Like, so, you know, you could see you could see Marnie's reaction, typical Marnie reaction. She wasn't really hurt her, but it seemed like what? Like I left. Like it seems like she's she's one of those status clingers. Like she yeah. wants she wants to rise up, but she can't do it on her own. So she's gonna find someone. In her case, it's gonna be a man. No, yeah. I think in this situation, she let him go too soon, and she's like she's rethinking. She's second guessing her choice of the breakup because when he when they broke up, he was more of the clingy guy that wasn't really doing much. He was singing in clubs with Ray, and now all of a sudden he's taking the initiative after the breakup to become the successful man and that to her is attractive she likes an, uh, she likes a successful powerful person so now all of a sudden he's shiny again which is what motivates her to go to his office and check it out and as she sees him in the office like wow this is all fancy and look at the giant flower you know arrangement on the receptionist desk and she starts to follow him through the office to see that he's really got some stuff in control he wasn't a guy in control before Correct. and now he is right well That's and the office right. was I thought it was hilarious because it was very startup-y. Like if you've ever if you've ever watched any show with that that involves a startup, I think Bravo has a show about it. But like it it was just that stereotype of a startup company. It just kind of cracked me up the way everyone was walking around very casual. Right. And then, but what's really interesting was Marnie was out of place, and, and reception tried to stop her from stalking him. I don't know if you guys caught yeah. that. Yeah, very, yeah, like where are you going? Ba- basically, just like huh, do you have a meeting? Did you yeah. feel his energy though? He was acting as if he was very annoyed. Of course he and, was. Like what you know? Right. Obviously, you want something, so mm-hmm. you need support, or you want so, like he was something in work about mode. support. That he yeah. what was the comment that he made? He about said, support? "Are you here?" She's like, "I'm here to support you." He's like, "Are you here to fr- support from me or support for me?" Right. Yeah. And so that was kind of already a red flag to him. Like he knew, and, there, and there's like a little bit of confidence that comes with that when you know you're doing better than your ex, mm-hmm. and they pop back up, and you get to remind them and kind of throw it in their face. That's why he was so nonchalant when it came time to make his little music video, and his, he just dipped out on her. The version <laughs> of the Dougie Harlem shake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, uh, I mean, going back to just Marnie's whole how is he moving on thing, she even mentions that she's... What was it? Uh, I had budgeted six months for him to be broken up or something. It's like, and you can tell six years, six years. But yeah, yeah, that's insane. First of all, but also it's like that is a status thing for her. Like Mm -hmm. she is, she is this power thing in her mind. It's like, oh, he can't be over me. I mean, I think some of us probably have had that moment where uh, we break up with a person. We assume they all won't move on. We'll move on before they do. And then when they do, we're like, well, how how dare they have a boyfriend before I do? And with her, it's just like, wait, he's moving on. He's doing great. How freaking dare he? A girlfriend. He immediately. Got a girlfriend, but the mm-hmm. thing was is that he wasn't really in love with the girlfriend, so she knew she still had the power. It wasn't until he had the career success, which I don't think that she still wants him emotionally or mentally. I think that he's just reminding her what she's not, and she's a little bit of jealous of his success. She wants to rise up, like she's she's a status climber. I mean, that's how I look at her. A lot she of ways, went, I feel like she like Booth, the same thing. It was right. it was it. 
it's clinging onto a life that she can't have right now because she desperately wants because like she says I have everything together no one else does I have it together and I'm the one that keeps getting left behind the funny thing is is when she goes to Ray for advice <laughs> you're going to Ray first off no no well no she goes yeah she, well because Shoshana was when you're going to Ray for advice yeah that's actually exactly really bad he's honest she goes to Ray you know she gets home and Ray's the only one around mm-hmm. and he knows Charlie so she just starts spilling her guts and that's what she admits the six year thing and that you know she, you see her comparing herself and that's the worst thing anyone can do is compare yourself to others because all that winds up doing is holding you back and Ray calls her out on it he's like you know what what do you want to do what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to sing. What's the second thing you want to do? And she's like, no, I really want to sing. And the girl can. Well, just think about it. Ray works at a coffee shop. Ray sees all these little prima donnas come in. You know, they, they want to sing. They want to do this. They want to read poetry. They want to write. And they can't do crap. And so he's like, no, what else? Like, let's be real. I'm in my 30s. And then when she belts out those lines, like, I was stunned. I was like, wow, she I can really impressed. sing. Allison Williams. Yeah, I was impressed because I didn't expect that. The only thing, and I hate to be the dream crusher, is that you want to be a singer. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. I was expecting going back to school and maybe starting her own art gallery, but something. Well, well that's what he was trying to Yeah, I was thinking maybe like she was going to say, you know, she wanted to have her own exhibit. But the thing but is, you want to sing, you want to put an album out. You can be successful as a singer. You don't. Not everyone has to be Britney Spears. Not everyone has to be Indy Ari or Jill Scott. She could easily go and make a living of singing in nightclubs or, you know, singing at birthday parties or whatever. <laughs> Start her own little girl band. You see band. singing at birthday parties. I can you know, see dressed that. up like a clown's assistant. What did he describe Miss her? Magician's assistant. Magician's but you know assistant. what? That's the type of club. Instead of being the hostess at the club, she could be the girl that's singing the sultry music at oh, the club. Oh, that'd be good after best prediction. And so there's, she, like, she has options. Mm-hmm. And why not follow your dream? Why limit yourself? And I like that he says, he's like, become an explorer. Explore. Take Stop the adventure. Stop being a cartographer. Become the explorer. <laughs> exactly. Being a singer is such a non-concrete or secure like career. And so that to me, that didn't match Marnie. That's why I was so surprised. It's, it's, it's One, it's a very hard dream to achieve because it's not guaranteed to you. No matter how much you go, it's you, very you, you can't be control. educated for it and just you know make it based on your talent. It's based on luck. You know what, though? That is the nature of the beast in any form of the entertainment industry, whether you are a singer, whether you are an artist, whether you are a broadcaster, whether you are an engineer, whether you're a producer. Amen to that. You know, you're, right. you're, there's no... Um, never get comfortable because there's always going to be change. And I like how they portray that. I mean, what do you guys think? Go to iTunes, download us, rate us, comment, give us five stars. Um, We want to know what you think. I mean, there's a struggle that comes with this. And um, tell your friends about iTunes. And we have lots of shows here on AfterBuzz TV that you can download and listen to. Um, I know there's Happy Endings. And then Spartacus. (laughs) Spartacus. Shout out to Spartacus. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Thomas, what are you working on No, just these two right Ooh. now, oh, waiting for Eastbound and Down. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of really Oh, gosh, that looks really good, too. Oh, it's amazing. There's a whole bunch of really great shows on iTunes that you can download and listen to, comment, rate us. There's also a really cool app where you can um, download it onto your smartphone and arrange your podcast that you listen to and just kind of pick and choose as you go. I know that I like to buzz while I'm on the 405. Where do you uh, like to buzz? So go to iTunes, download <laughs> us, I like rate to buzz us. in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty! Wow, okay, Bing. So, <laughs> Speaking so, of Naughty! Naughty show, shut up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like what? So, what? So, her and Ray obviously had issues earlier in the episode because she, you know, 
what, ladies, like, answer this question. Like, why is it that a lot of times women will invite their man to something and the man knows that he doesn't want to go or can't go in, in front of him? Like, I don't understand Before why. Before it even got to that point, I think... As they're walking, she, her they're in this new beginning love stage. She, he's her first. Mm-hmm. So she's very engulfed in the relationship right. to the point where, and this happens to all of us, we get lost. Oh, yeah. And we disappear from our friends, and everyone's like, where have you been? And the minute that her friend, um, Radhika, sees her, she's like, oh, now I know where you've been. Right. She has that realization like, oh, my God, I got lost in my relationship mm-hmm. and totally put my social life on hold. But then she totally put Ray on hold for her needs. Like, that's, that's what my question was. Like, why does it? A lot of times, like females will do that and be like, "Oh, we're going." You're like, "Uh, okay, I didn't know." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why do you Why do you have to overcompensate the other way? It feels like. Well, it was automatically assumed that he would be welcome to come. Like when you're when you're dating someone, you want them to feel welcome wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a party, you're going to invite your man. Now, he didn't necessarily feel comfortable going, but there's a lot of things that you don't want to do that you should do for your partner mm-hmm. because they want you to. It's called compromising. And so because they come from two different huge age gaps, he just, <laughs> you know, he just felt really like out of place and uncomfortable. And so she shouldn't force him, but look what happens when you don't go, fellas. Oh, he no, he should have gone because <laughs> So I, th- that's just my point because I just felt like she could have addressed it. Maybe because she's younger, she could have addressed it differently and said, you know, I would like to go. Let me talk to Ray about it and see if we both can go. Boom. Because I think Ray kind of felt put on the spot. I mean, that, that's kind of how no, I think it was a guy. I think that he, he, was, he was using his common sense as a 33-year-old mm-hmm. to not go to a college mm-hmm. party. But the fact of the matter is, and like you said, it's compromise. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't go with her. She wound up sitting at that party talking to Radhika the whole time. Right. Almost talking at Radhika. Radhika like, almost blew up. Did you like, see how I mean, Radhika was like not having <laughs> it. She kept her. pouring her <laughs> champagne like here, just drink and shut up. Well, didn't she yell at someone for messing up her fountain? Her, her, mermaid, her mermaid fountain. I felt like that was her way to her get out of it. Yeah. She yeah. was just like, I gotta find something because her head was about to pop. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And that, you know, that's where Shoshana felt out of place and she's like, you know what? I gotta go. And then there's the hot <laughs> interaction. Feel out so, of place? Bang so, a doorman. When, no, but when she walked totally in, how it goes every time. Bedroom eyes. When she walked in, the doorman gave her the bedroom eye. Like he, you, you could see the bedroom eyes. This that, week. I, I have another term honesty. for it, but I can't say it like, on air. But yeah, yeah, yes. I love her honesty. Like, don't take this like offensively, but you're really hot for a doorman. Mm-hmm. That was so cute because that was yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, really, really, you're a doorman. But in New York, everybody's fine, so I believe it. In this instant, <laughs> this was Shoshana's first time. I mean, we've seen this before with with Hannah where she made out with a guy that she didn't know his name mm-hmm. he knew her name but oh, she didn't know oh that's interesting that's a very good point yeah. so when she walked in he was checking her out like he leaned over the desk and like almost like cricked his neck mm-hmm. and then you know when she was leaving it looked like he was looking for her upstairs and it's very interesting as guys a lot of times we'll do that like when we see when we see a female or, or a male that we like we'll try to find something in common with them and he's like oh the party wasn't good enough and she's like yeah I'm not much of a partier he's like I'm not either and then he goes on the other line, like, have I seen you out? Do you go to clubs? And, and then, but he, he's not a partier. Right, but so he's a clubber. And then she, and then she was like, yeah, yeah, I go to clubs. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I've seen you look really familiar. And then, you know, that's when she that says, I don't know your name. They but, neither yeah. have the party, but they both club. Like, but we'll look for, we'll look thing. for an end. Like, we're trying to find that common ground. And there was that sexual chemistry and oh, yeah. the bedroom eyes at the very beginning. Boom. And, and they're they're making, in the broom closet. There's also a moment, I'm just realizing this too, that uh, both stories 
uh, Adams and uh, Shoshana's, where the person hung around a second longer than they probably should have rationally. Adam, when he was at the AA, when that crazy woman was talking to him, he should have kind of probably like, eh, screw you, I'm going to go. And uh, Shoshana, like that weird doorman talks to you, no matter how fine he is, and someone was like, uh, doorman at a building I don't know, I should probably go. <laughs> And both of them end up in great situations. Right. Oh, and yeah. it's interesting that that was a theme that they went with. I'm not sure if they were going for that, but it's like, oh, actually go with it. You never know what could happen. Exactly. I like that. Go with it. Yeah, I wonder you never know. They learned that from Hannah taking trash out. <laughs> like maybe Hannah <laughs> shared that tip. You'll get laid doing this. I don't know. But I think what made both situations very <laughs> adorable is the blatant honesty with one another. Both complimented each other. And you find oftentimes when you're dating mm-hmm. or you're meeting someone new that you don't want to come off too aggressive or be too uh, like sprung. You don't want to like you don't play your best hand or show your cards or whatever it's called because you don't want them to know like I find you really attractive and you don't want to show the thirst. But I like the fact that they both were honest with each other. He said you're really beautiful and she was like she didn't even know how to accept the compliment. But um, maybe Ray doesn't tell her that she's attractive. And when a man does something that your man doesn't do, it sticks out like a sore thumb. I think that goes with anyone. Like, especially when you're in relationships, which is, in my opinion, why, you know, marriage relationships, a lot of times, they can fail because people get too comfortable and they forget that every day you have to work at it. You have to make that person right. feel special. And the longer you're with someone, the more difficult it gets because you have to keep it fresh. Not like every second, but you got to remind the person why you care about them in little ways and little things or they'll wind up with the doorman, that very sexy doorman, by the way. Um, and then it was really funny because she, of course, Shoshana style having sex, she's like, so what happened if someone answers, you know, or if someone tries to walk in the building and you're not there? Well, you know, it's fine. They'll just find their way around. One time I transvestite, I walked around and I just let them walk around. But I was just like, that was such a random, only Shoshana sexual moment. Yes. Right. That's the, that, it's a very Shosh thing to do where she has to overanalyze and break down mm-hmm. things to try to make them make sense. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to rationalize, like, okay, Okay, we're here making out. What if something? What if someone walks yeah. in? Kind of a thing. And screw it, just enjoy the moment. I can't believe she was cheating on Ray. That just doesn't seem a part of her character. It doesn't seem like it's in her, you know, handbook to do. But this is the thing. Shoshana has yet to experience life. I'm sorry. If you are, God bless those of you who have been in relationships and married your high school sweetheart, and you're successfully still together. Weirdos. It doesn't always happen <laughs> that way, you know. We still want five stars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everybody who's with their high school sweethearts. Is like not I mean if you come back together after like having some people in between then that makes some sense but the fact of the matter is is Ray is her first her first everything and she needs to experience things and the thing that's not keeping that I think made that moment happen is Ray is not that shiny to her now the interactions that we've seen with Ray he's he doesn't he's not driven she is he's um, you know he barely makes any money she needs someone that wants to pay for things she's paying for apartment he's home Homeless. Like, he's not even good doorman. arm candy because he's not going with her anywhere now. Exactly. The doorman did have a nice suit. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he had a nice suit. No, he was, he was low-key dreamy. It was dreamy. So nice and yeah. <laughs> He was awesome. Well, yeah, and nice. you know, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. She is just figuring out who she is, especially when you're in your early 20s, especially her. She is literally a late bloomer. I mean, she bloomed late with Ray. I mean, let's just be frank about it. Yeah. And she's figuring out what she wants, what she likes. She's probably figuring out what her type of man is, to be honest with you. Yeah, she still doesn't even know what she likes. No, 
and I mean, yeah. we all knew that eventually this was going to happen, where she's going to have to move on. I just didn't expect it to happen this quickly. Or she might not move on. She may come home and try to fake the funk and pretend like nothing happened. But she, I think it's going to be really tricky for Shoshana. With her, it is that. going to break down really quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ray's going to pick up on it. it. Ray's going to pick yeah. up on it. Ray will smell or something. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you Ray's oh, yeah. She's gonna, so like, compulsive that she's going to just blurt it out at that one bad, okay, bad moment. Okay, I had moment. sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know that she had sex, but she definitely was getting a little over the shirt action. Oh, yeah, yeah he was feeling on those tits. <laughs> Spicy moments. He was, right he was, he was definitely honking. <laughs> Speaking of things that uh, grab, I mean, poor Hannah. She opened up with OCD, like, and it was, I thought that was... I thought she was trying to do something for her novel or something, like trying I to thought. fake it. And then yeah. later on, I was just like, wait, this is this is a thing? Did well, you the, see what triggered it, though? The, the, it, was was the the, it was a phone call from Adam. Well, that's oh, okay. what triggered it in, in this episode. But Adam had called. That's, you know, when we at the very beginning, we talked about Adam reaching out and she ignored it. She looked at the phone and she kind of counted it in her head. You could tell she looked and then she put it down. And then she stopped walking back and forth several times, remember? Well, yeah. she was doing the look over the shoulder yeah, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. she kept doing that. What was that about? That, that was, was her, the counting day. Yeah. And uh, I think probably this is one of those things, too, where she was probably already on the precipice, and then it's like, oh, right then. That's the moment that sets you over the edge, and it's mm-hmm. like, and now we have a problem. Yeah, I Because, yeah, I think in previous episodes in the seasons past, like, she's always had issues, but it's almost always been, okay, one thing at a time. Don't have a job, or Adam's problem. This time it's like, I have the book, I have uh, weird stuff with my friends, I have Adam, and it's too much. Is OCD a chemical, is it a chemical imbalance? What exactly is that? I don't know if it's a chemical imbalance. She said it was hereditary. Yeah, I've I've heard it's hereditary, but, like, I mean, as a kid, I actually had it. Like, and I think it's brought on through stress. And I have a family member that has it, too, and that would make sense if it's genetic. But I would say it's brought on by stress. Like, my family member is going to college, and that sets it off for her really bad. Like, she never had it in high school or anything. And I think now that she's getting her master's, it's, like, really bad. Yeah. Like, she has to drive, like, several blocks around. But it's all the stress of working, getting her master's, which is, like, what Hannah's going through. So when when, what she had mentioned... when Adam called her, that just like all these emotions mm-hmm. rushed. I think it goes back that she can't control anything in her life right yeah. now. And the one thing is your OCD, and it's like this little this little things telling her do this, do this, do this, and so she reacts to it. Oh yeah, and she's the anxiety is starting to come up because of all of the pressures, and we see that happen as she progresses through this episode with the little things that she does, from opening up the door eight times to counting out eight, eight potato, potato chips, chips and then cramming them in at once. Times. Yeah, and like cramp, she can't pick them up. She has to do. It's very erotic. Erratic, not erotic. Erratic behavior. But but even her parents like picked up on it. Like yeah. absolutely, because she was doing the tapping thing on her shoulder, and we find out in this episode that this is not the first time, yeah. which is right. why the episode's called "It's Back." But that made it more interesting that it wasn't something that just appeared out of nowhere that she suffered yeah. with it as a child, because we didn't know that. So that was new information. Revealed when it to shows us. her parents really care about her, oh, like they yeah. picked up on the smallest thing, which a lot of parents they may care, but they may not pick up on that, and. I feel like also her mom is such a hard ass on her or mm-hmm. in some ways that it, it also aggravates it because it makes Hannah more angry because she also got upset, had to walk away, and it triggered it when she saw her mom enjoying the show. Well, like, the, the thing is, is I think that with them, they because she's had it her senior year of high school, which that's a lot of pressure going from high school to college, she, they've seen the behaviors before. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it was easy to pick up. Once someone points something out to you, it's easy to say, oh, my God, yeah, okay, I see mm-hmm. that they have that mole on their face. Or are or you drinking yeah. again? Like, yeah. You can tell when, you know, it comes yeah. back. When it happens. And so for her mom to 
to get really upset about it, like we're still together. She's like, it's not our fault. It yeah. is not our fault. Her mom gets fault. upset with her a, a lot more easily, too. Like, I think between her parents, like, her father tries to understand, but he gets frustrated a little bit, like, at one point, like, uh, the anorexia <laughs> comment. Like, he says things he doesn't mean, or he says stuff where it's just, like, he doesn't know he's being kind of a dick. And then her mom, she just immediately jumps, like, oh, we're trying to help you. We uh, This has affected us, all right? Like... She can't take Hannah's crap anymore. Which you assume that this has been going on for long her. enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. how funny was it? So Hannah Wouldn't gets she up. Do, like, well, aggravate she, you? Well, yeah, it would definitely aggravate me. But Hannah walks up. She, she gets out. The singer, like Judy Collins, calls her calls out. Her, like, why are you leaving? As she, I don't know, right before, but right before she taps this guy, and then she realized, oh, I got to hit him eight, seven, eight times total. So she keeps retapping him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so awkward. It's like this, and then he's like, "You just hit me." And she's like. No, I hit you eight times. <laughs> you know, well, I felt she, so bad for her. She started having an anxiety attack. You know, mm-hmm. here is the the lyrics of the song, and I don't know if you picked up on it. It was kind of a realization of what's going on mm-hmm. in her life. Mm-hmm. So she had to, like, the the walls were closing in. She had to leave. Mm-hmm. And so we find her in the bathroom, and she's saying to herself, you were fine, you were good, you were fine, or you were good. Now, I can relate to that. I have, like, I get chronic anxiety. When things get overwhelming, you start to just, like, you have to talk yourself off the ledge. Mm-hmm. And she was mm-hmm. on that ledge and about to fall over. And so for her to start going through that, sure, her parents are worried, which is why we find them in the therapist's office. And that's when her dad's awkward and the anorexia comment comes out and I've seen you in a bikini, so you're not anorexic. It's like they're trying to make light of the situation. Right. Yeah. But it's a really serious thing. And they feel like they have to take care of her because, you know, it's their daughter. But at the same time, she's like, I'm fine. She's trying to convince herself that she's fine and she's mm-hmm. not. And we see that when she's discussing that with the therapist, he's, she's like, can you just tell my parents that yeah. I'm okay. He's like, are you? Right. Are you yeah. okay? And by the way, best guest cameo I've seen on the show to date, Bob Balaban as the therapist. That made me so happy. And he's, he was wonderful. I love him. He's great. And, you know, yeah. it, it's funny because in their interaction where he's trying to find out what her stresses are, which when, mm-hmm. that's where we find out that she's had this before when she was in high school. And, you know, she has the pressure of her book and she's going through mm-hmm. a breakup. And, you know, he's like, I wrote a book. And they start talking about his book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's she's like, she's wondering. Yeah. if it's about therapy and she's like no it's about nobody's really listening to her exactly I mean her dad like he's listening but then sometimes he'll tune out he'll make the anorexia comment or just like mm-hmm. he'll go and it's like oh this is a nice show or her mom is just like I can't deal with this. Bob Balaban's going on about his book. Her <laughs> friends are in their own crap. I mean, Marnie, yeah. in her story, like, she can't even listen to anyone about her problems. So, I mean, Hannah, she's kind of in this weird, nebulous place where, like, she can never get out what she wants. That's why she had her freak out a couple episodes. And it's like, she's at this point where the freak out isn't enough and it's starting to physically manifest. It's definitely physically manifesting herself. And mm-hmm. so she winds up leaving the doctor's office with her parents on the mm-hmm. subway with meds in her hand, which she doesn't want to be on because they make her sleepy and groggy. And foggy and she has this book to complete and that's another added pressure mm-hmm. like oh my god if I'm going to be drugged up can I finish my book and oh. I actually you know like just the last thing about this like I really feel bad for Hannah I really just I'm like get over and move on but I really felt bad when she was describing like this the crazy masturbation thing she would go through the toothbrush she did 64 a times just, she did a great that was a great scene as a, as a human being you, you just want to hug that person and be like it's okay like but you don't know how to help them and it feels Hunk so her eight times yeah and like I, I you know as a kid I you know I suffered through that but the way I fought it was I was just like I'm not gonna do this anymore and I just but you I, jacked off eight times no not that no no I didn't do that I'm just playing. no I was I had like to I don't know what like touch a door or something like that but like I I made a decision like I'm not gonna keep I'm not gonna keep doing this and I just felt so bad for her like as an adult like you are 
suffering through something like this, and it's a lot more common. Like the guy from Double Dare, Mark um, Summers. Summers, he suffers. From, he suffers from it. You like, know, the thing with with Hannah is. She, and it's exactly what you said. You want to go and you want to hug her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have that. Her dad wants to hug her, but her mother's not letting that happen. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a Tory spelling, candy oh, yeah. spelling thing. Like my daughters took away the attention of my man type situation, mm-hmm. that kind of jealous um, triangle of a mother daughter father situation. Competition. Yeah. yeah. And so she needs a hug, and her mother's like, I mean, in the last episode, she's going, she's getting rid of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're not, you know, she starts yelling at her when she's trying to be open and like, like, yeah. I appreciate she you. She immediately assumes Hannah wants something. Exactly. It, it can't be Hannah just being good. Exactly. And yeah. so Hannah is, she, Hannah's not getting the hug. She's, which is where the anxiety I think comes from. You, sometimes you just need somebody to take you and hug you and say, everything is going to be okay. So it's going to be okay. So, with that being said, let's get to some predictions. That's an adorable way to end this. <laughs> and now. <laughs> All right, Andrew, our darling guest, what do you think is going to happen? Hmm. The only one that I've got, I think, is Hannah. I think that something's going to happen with the meds in the book. I mean, either she'll take them and she will just, like, get through the book. But I'm thinking that there's going to be some big, brash decision she's going to make before she hits the point where she's going to do it. Maybe she sleeps with Adam. Maybe she sleeps with another random guy. Maybe something worse. But I feel like there's something that hasn't happened yet that will make her finally either make the book or abandon that idea. Okay, Mari. Uh, Natalie, is that her name? Natalia or Natalia? Natalia, Natalia. okay. Because it's way sexier. Uh, I think (laughs) that, you know, of course they're going to hook up, but I think that uh, Hannah's going to lose her mind when she finds out that Adam is no longer an option, like most women and like Marnie with Charlie. When you're no longer an option, now you're desirable. And I think that's what's going to set it off and let her know that she really does want him. And she might not really want him, but she's definitely going to want him after she finds out that he's moved on. Yeah, I actually really agree with that. I think there's going to be some drama between Natalia, Adam, and Hannah. Like, I feel like he's going to progress really well with her. She's going to try to sway him back. I don't know if he's going to take the bait, but I can really see that happening because Hannah's a very selfish character. I do feel for her in this episode, though. And then I think there's going to be some interesting Charlie and Marnie interaction. I think I could see Marnie, Marnie, I can't talk. I could see Marnie totally singing at a piano bar on the next episode. I can do that and then Charlie maybe walking in on a lunch thing with the company or <laughs> something, but they're, they're not done yet. No, I think that when it comes to Marnie and Charlie, just like Charlie needed the kick in the ass to move forward and to start doing things, this is her kick in the ass to get it together and start doing what it is that she wants to do. And so I think we are going to see Marnie start pursuing her dream of being an artsy singer or what have you in, in some club or something, or being the next Britney Spears, who knows. Um, I think that with uh, Adam... I'm glad that he's moving on. And yes, Hannah is going to be very upset and she's going to want I hope him he back. Gets to be happy. But you I know really what? Do. He's going to I think he's going to really be very happy with that. Natalia because they're more like-minded and but they connect he's still going to choose Hannah. You think so? When push comes to shove. Oh, how goodness. I hope not. You crazy goes to crazy, com- I guess. You can't compete with love. You can't compete mm. with somebody who you already have a, an investment with and who an you have a past with. Yeah, it may have been crazy, but they were crazy in love. And so, you know, this is the new girl. He hasn't built as much memories with her. Yeah, he's going to start dating her, but at the end of the day, I think Hannah has his heart. I, 
Oh, go ahead. I was going to say with Shoshana and Ray, I think that um, Shoshana is going to start to move on. He's not. He doesn't have anything to offer her, oh, yeah. and she's going to see that there are many boys that can kiss and put out, and it's going to be <laughs> very delicious across the board. And she, oh, yeah. she shouldn't be settling yet. She's still in college. Like, girl, do not settle. So that's my prediction. I see her getting her freak on for all a while. sorts of doormen all over New York City. They're going to bring in a lot of doorbells, but or she could. <laughs> What'd be really funny though is if she like is still with Ray and then keeps sitting up with this doorman, like oh, living that, that cool. double I like life. That. I could see her totally becoming like a little oh, rabbit like a about little it. Player. Uh-huh. I don't think she's gonna do the double life. I think she's gonna blurt it out and then it's just gonna be like move on. Mm-hmm. She's that kind of person. So yay! Hooray! All right, Andrew, where can we find you? You can find me uh, at at Andrew Guten on Twitter. That's at a n d r a w g u t i n. And you can play with my Twitter at spicy underscore Mari. Play well. You can hit it and quit it at Thomas Guy, T-O-M-A-S-G-U-I-D-E. <laughs> you can follow us at After Buzz TV, and you can follow myself, Miriam L. Gonzalez, on Twitter. Until next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah. Bye, Bye. Five stars on iTunes. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 